What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Sean Christian and Randy are here for all of your off-season mediocre fancy football advice. We're back after a holiday hiatus, back to give you some information. Um, boys, how are we doing? I'm doing well. Um, had a pretty good holiday. Went to Indiana, saw the girlfriend's family. Um, came back, had to go to work uh, this past week for the entire week, except for the first of that really fucking sucked but um we're in january january sucks but i'm excited to get started on some dynasty outlook and and some draft stuff i already have been diving deep in the draft stuff you guys know that yeah that's (laughs) the amount the fact that you've already done that is ridiculous in in fairness we've been already doing that for a few months to be honest with you (laughs) me me and christian have problems yeah you (laughs) i i haven't touched a single thing well, I mean, I've sat on here before, me, Christian, Sweet. It's like, this would be like the fourth year we've done basically competitions for mock drafts to see how, how mm-hmm. well we did. And we've definitely improved over the year, so I'm excited to keep going with that. Yeah, that's all you guys on that yeah. one, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, I, and I'm going to look at cars tomorrow, so hopefully uh, hey. maybe tomorrow I have a new car. Nice, dude. What are you looking at? Uh, Jeeps and Fords, mostly. Just because I have hookups at both dealerships, basically. <laughs> Sweet. I haven't really narrowed it down. If that if that doesn't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've needed a car for a very long time, so yeah, I'm I excited guess. for you. I get by with myself. So you <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So let's. I don't know how to follow that, but sure. Um, <laughs> As always, if you'd like to support the podcast, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Uh, we are going to be bringing stuff through you to you throughout the offseason. Um, starting with today, uh, we're going to go through uh, just a quick recap of the top quarterbacks uh, for the 2019 finish. And we'll go through a couple guys that uh, kind of disappointed. Uh, we'll just briefly touch on them. And then we are going to go through a one-round uh, dynasty mock draft in a super flex league and all based on rookies. So we're going to take a look at the rookies for the uh, 2020 class and we'll go through that. It's going to be tougher, at least for me, because I don't know the situations that any of these guys are going to get drafted into yet. So and I'm not, I'm not as big into the draft stuff as they are. So you guys probably have the leg up in this one. Well, sounds good. That's our hope. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put out a Twitter poll and see who picked the best players, even though it would never happen with just I mean, three guys. <laughs> I mean, three guys having all 12 picks. We'll see. <laughs> hey, Jesus we Christ. each get good guys, right? That's the, we each get good yeah. guys. That's the main thing. <laughs> um, as true. always, uh, like, share us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at the Cut FFL. Um, we have the Le'Veon Bell signed jersey contest. Um, and then... Christian, why don't you touch a little bit on uh, an update for Abby here? Yeah, so if you guys missed, I don't even know what episode it was. We've been off for too long. But um, we did have our friend Abby's um, GoFundMe in the the description link. She was in a battle with cancer. Um, She had another tumor sprout up. Her test results came back, and she is currently cancer-free, which is awesome news. Um, she is still asking for some help. Obviously she battled with cancer for quite a while and has some medical bills. So 
Um, if you guys could just share this episode, we'll put the link in the description. Um, probably until she stops putting the link on her socials. Uh, we just want to help Abby as much as we can. If you, if you guys could share, if you guys want to help her out. Um, but if you don't have the financial means, just um, share our tweets, share everything that has Abby included in it. Um, we are very excited that she is cancer free though. Yeah, good absolutely. Day. Yes. Um, and then I believe we're still, the contest is still going. Correct. You're yeah. the, kind of the one handling that. Yeah, it goes through the conference championship games. I want to say January nineteenth sounds right. Um, I will double check that date. Um, sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, January nineteenth. Uh, we'll announce it before the conference championship games, um, and we might have a little extra entry opportunity with this episode. So. Um, if you guys just retweet our, our show link or, or where we tweet out this episode, um, we'll give you an extra entry and, uh, tell your friends. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, and then Randy, it looks like we have another review. So if you want to go ahead with that. Yeah, of course. Uh, the review is titled fantasy knowledge. Great commentary, cool dudes, everything you need. And it's by Nickelbart. So thank you, Nickelbart, for your review <laughs> and, uh, and your entry into the contest. You said dudes really weird when you read you that. You did say dudes weird. <laughs> dudes. I don't know how you said it. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Apparently, I was like actually breaking for the comma there. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is no comma. Oh, there is one. Okay. I see. All right. Let's get into our uh, quarterback recap. Um, So I'm going to go down the list of the top 12 that finished this year and names that you would expect. um, Obviously, that none of these guys were really in the streaming tier too much. Um, I would say that if you had the majority of these guys, you were playing them every week. But uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson finished first at 412 fantasy points. Um, Dak Prescott, which is kind of a surprising name, was second. Russell Wilson, third. Deshaun Watson, James Winston. So you have the three W's at three, four, and five, as Randy liked to comment on before the show. Kyler Murray at six. Pat Mahomes at seven. You have to think he would have been higher uh, without the injury. Uh, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and Carson Wentz round out the top 12. Um, so we're going to touch on a couple of these, uh, just guys that we think kind of surprised us by being on this list. And I wouldn't say that Jackson necessarily surprised us for being on the top 12. I would say that it, the surprise came more from being the top guy and kind of blowing everyone else out of the water, um, finishing with 3,127 yards and also finishing with 1200 rushing yards, uh, it's 43 combined touchdowns. There's just not much more to say. Um, the question is going to become where should you draft him next year? And we're going to touch on that as we move on here in the off season. But I personally don't want to touch him when it's going to come to next year. Uh, I don't want to run into the Pat Mahomes scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that the Pat Mahomes scenario was just injury, which I I told both of you guys, I think, before the season, I have a feeling Mahomes is going to get injured. 
Um, also, he can't sustain what he did. I think that's kind of the case with Lamar. I don't think he can rush for 1,200 yards after a full year and a half of game tape. I'm probably wrong. He's probably going to rush for 1,500 yards. But well, see, he, he did slowly develop his passing game this year, so maybe that just continues to round out. I think he's going to be a lock for the QB1, though. Yeah. Just don't be the one that overdrafts him. <laughs> Another name kind of, uh, I think, to me, was surprising because he wasn't really looked at as a guy to um, that was picked in the top five quarterbacks is Jameis Winston. I mean, 323 fantasy points, 61% completion percentage, threw for over 5,000 yards, but we like to laugh about it all the time. His touchdown to interception ratio was 33 to 30. Um, there's some uncertainty coming in about what's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to do with them. And if you listen to the podcast, you can see that I'm on one end of the spectrum versus these two. Uh, but at the same time, he lost Evans down the stretch. He lost Godwin down the stretch, but he was still able to put up big time numbers. The talent's there, but the carelessness is also there with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily carelessness. I think he just can't process a defense and he just slings the ball. And he is lucky enough to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Brashad Perriman down the stretch. Uh, snagging balls out of the air for him. Um, that one throw he made in week 16 or 17, where he just literally just chucked it up into the air and Perriman came down with it in the back of the end zone. I don't know how, uh, just poor secondary play. I think Jameis, I think he's a starter. I, <laughs> I think his interception number has to come down, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> You would hope, but it won't. He's going to get $30 million to throw 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. It's going to be amazing. One touch, $1 million per pick per interception. Yeah, I mean, also, he won seven games. Like, I think just the sheer volume of him throwing allowed them to win more games. If they get a talented running back in there, they might be a playoff contender with Jameis, which is crazy to no. say. Nope, their defense is still garbage. Well, I, they were okay. this year though, and they won seven but, games. But if you if you're saying that if you only add a good running back makes them a playoff well, contender, I will disagree to the death of me. I mean, there's no way they're only adding one person. <laughs> they have draft picks. They have money. But it's what he said. I'm just basing it well, off of what he listen said. Listen here, Kevin. Yeah, but they're not, they're not already. <laughs> you also know I didn't just mean a talented running back. They're gonna improve the defense. Are yeah. they? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> or they're going to make moves to try. They might not actually yeah. do it. But. They've also been trying for about four years, and they've yeah, only made a couple good options. And their first round pick a couple years ago was cut after like week ten. Yeah, uh, like ninth. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's why we don't trust Florida corners right there. <laughs> You'll die on C.J. Henderson. Yeah, there's there's a corner that sh- probably should go in the first round this year that I will not be put in the first round just for that bias. That's literally my note in our draft <laughs> workspace is he's probably a first-round guy, but I'm not putting him there. I refuse to. <laughs> he can go 201 for all I care. Just not. <laughs> um, moving on here, uh, one other name. I'm going to bounce around a little bit. Moving back up to 
Russell Wilson finished with 326 fantasy points, 66% completion percentage, threw for 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns. Only had three rushing touchdowns, which is kind of surprising. Um, The argument here was that he didn't always have a ton of weapons. He had a rookie in DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett, who was hurt for a couple games, he lost his tight end. I think he's going to be up here again next year, just based on the fact that I don't see him only having three rushing touchdowns in 2020. I think that's an anomaly for for a season. So I would I, I would say he's still a safe bet to be top ten. Yeah, that's I said that going into this year, and I was told I was wrong. So I'm glad he actually finished this high. Yeah, I mean, I think he has the potential to be QB1 next year. I think they give him more weapons. Um, I I am a little concerned about Carson. I know they said he'll be back for training camp, um, but nothing's really come out about the severity of the injury. What I mean, I know it's a hip, um, but without Carson, I don't think Russell does this well this year. I mean, I think we saw enough from Penny that he can – at least well, that's true. Probably not going to play. They're saying that Penny's injury is worse than Carson's. That it's not. Oh. It's very possible that Penny misses the majority of next year. Yeah. Well, we don't know because be Seattle, tough. and they don't tell us what the actual injuries are. <laughs> we we <laughs> had to Carol. wait until Marshawn Lynch was retired to find out what his injury was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think he does have good potential next year to be the best quarterback. I don't know why I said it like that, <laughs> but. <laughs> Where's the hyphen? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Quarter dash back. Yeah, I'd feel comfortable with him. I, I mean, there's so many quarterbacks, though, so you just pick where do they fall, really. Yeah, I wouldn't. He's not one of the guys that I would maybe reach for. There are a couple mm-hmm. guys that I would consider it, but he's not one of them. Yeah, and then he, the la- he's definitely like, like that second tier guy. Yeah. The last name I want to talk about, and I think this is a huge accomplishment in itself. It's Carson Wentz finishing top 12, looking at who he had for the majority of the season. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey played, what, four games? Nelson Aguilar played, in quotation marks, like six. Um, he was out there. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside had a very disappointing rookie season. Deshaun Jackson only played two games. Um for him to finish top 12, I think is unbelievable. Yeah. And he was banged up this year too. Like, yeah, especially today. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, that's like the dirtiest, not intentional dirty hit I've ever seen. Oh, he, <laughs> he, I, he, he did. He lowered his head on purpose. I don't think he meant to hit him in the back. Yeah. Of the head, that, that's what I mean. He lowered his head on purpose. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. targeting the head. He was trying to hit him on his way down, which is a little dirty. I just meant like he wasn't head on it. Right. But um, back to Wentz, I think the emergence of Goddard played a role here. Um, obviously, Zach Ertz is still one of the best tight ends of the game, but to have the second guy, um, kind of that he that Wentz leaned on a lot down the stretch, just kind just based on need. Um, as a dynasty owner of him, uh, it makes me feel good because they're not possibly going to have that little weapon read next year. Um, at least it, 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 it's like, it's like not possible. It's not yeah. possible to have that little weapons next year. And Miles Sanders coming alive down the stretch too, especially in the passing game is, is big too for him. Yeah. But just there the, was uh, the running game in general this year was great for them. Yeah. There was some uncertainty about Wentz 
going into this year, and I think you can kind of put that away. Yep. Uh, really quick. Remember when we had our debate about Jameis versus uh, Carson Wentz? Oof. Tell me, tell me, tell me what Jameis would do with a guy named Greg Ward and a guy named. I, mean, I throw. I can maybe tell, two more picks. I can tell you what he did with Rashad Perryman and Justin Watson. Yeah, but Perryman was a first round draft pick. Well, it's Justin Watson. OJ Howard Gr- was a first round draft pick. He Cameron didn't even throw to OJ. What do you mean? <laughs> Cameron Brady's a reliable guy there for a couple of years, and it was only it was only two games without those guys. He yeah. had Godwin until week sixteen. Hey man, I understand. we'll I, see. I was more saying like, no, 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 he, he no, still no, could no, done no, the same no, thing. No, 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 Carson. No, it's if if you're arguing between Wentz and Winston, the, this isn't the right argument to make because of how little Wentz had. I it's see not, that as just saying, an excuse. Why? Because Jameis finished fifth, and Carson <laughs> yeah, finished twelfth. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, Carson but, okay. Wentz, wide receiver one played two games. Carson Wentz, wide receiver two, played one. Well, okay. We'll we'll and, see and, next year when he has James, healthy weapon. And Jameis Winston's wide receiver one played fifteen games, and Jameis Winston's wide receiver two played thirteen games. That's the difference. Well, and right. they had no running game to speak of. I, I'm more just saying that if I'm drafting next year, I'm definitely picking Winston over once if it's the same situations here. Well, if it's the same situations, of course. Well, I, by that, I meant same teams. So, like, Alshon back, Deshaun Jackson back. Oh, no, I disagree. I would 100% go win- Wentz over Winston. Well, well. <laughs> that's, that's fine. up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep Winston on my team. You guys are wrong. All right, let's move on to. Uh, I I want to. There's one guy because I don't see Mitch Trubisky. We listed a. We have a list of three guys that were disappointments for the quarterback position. I don't like to list Trubisky. I don't think Trubisky is a disappointment because I, regardless of if his average draft position was QB eleven, no one was picking him to be a starting quarterback. At least none in in none of the draft side. He was never picked. It, it the disappointment is is Mayfield. He was well, picked as, I, he was picked as a top five guy. He was going fifth sixth round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they could both be disappointments, though. I Mitch Trubisky was getting picked to be a starting quarterback. I, mean, I don't know one what of, you were playing him, man. Um, competitive ones. Uh, <laughs> I mean, quarterback eleven. That's his average draft position across all sleeper leagues. So most sleeper leagues are probably twelve teams. So in, in, in the leagues I remember doing, not a single like he was going as like QB fifteen or sixteen. Well, if that's the case, then should have been. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then he isn't a disappointment. But I mean, if he ended up as quarterback eleven, and that's you got quarterback twenty five, I think the people who actually drafted Trubisky are pretty sad. I'm not saying I was one of them. I would never draft Mitch Trubisky, but I don't I know. Think- man. I, 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 I get, I guess I understand, but uh, that I feel like, like Mayfield is the one, like he's the clear biggest disappointment, maybe even in all of fantasy. Uh, yeah, probably it's up there. I think uh, just the Browns in general that aren't Nick Chubb, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, well, or Jarvis. Yeah, um, but Jarvis was drafted as a late wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Baker sucked. Um, 
I, I really hope that it was a product of Freddie. It, it looked to me that that was it mixed with the fact that the offensive line was perceived to have sucked, but it actually, they actually performed pretty well. Um, in the I just don't game. think, well, it, even in the past game, like towards the end of the season, at least like Baker was still scared to sit in the pocket and you could tell that it was probably a product of because the, he had the worst, game. the worst tackle regardless, because I'm sure that, um, Antonio Treader and I guess it was, was it, who was the right guard then for them? Like who finished out the right guard position? Was it Teller? Just to that be honest, seems right. I don't remember because yeah. because uh, though Robinson and Hubbard were two of the worst tackles in the league, and yeah. I'm I'm sure the those numbers kind of got inflated by Betonio because Betonio had a great finish to his year, um, and and so did Treader. But I think uh, there and they inflated those numbers. It was the tackles that just. I mean, there were games where I, I watched Greg Robinson where I thought Randy could have done a better job being out. I mean, he's a little small, but <laughs> well, that's thank you. I guess I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think many tackles are what six foot, a little under six foot. Yeah, that, that'd be pretty tough. But no, Greg, Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard were were both terrible. They were, but I know we talked about it. Um, you guys think that Baker is is safe. I don't know. No, you're insane. You were at, if you're going to say a single thing, um, you are insane. I, I don't know. You're, you it's, you it's can say you, you've not liked Mayfield the entire year. I've, I it's, didn't it's really true. like correct, but the reason for that is because he sucked. I mean, he had less than 60% completion with Odell Beckham so, Jr. and Jarvis so, Landry on the team. So, so you're saying that the great the great rookie season you don't you're not weighing that you're weighing the struggling sophomore season to the fact that he's not going to that he's in trouble of losing his starting job going into next year that that's insane i'm not saying going into next year i'm saying he has a prove it year here because the regime that drafted him is gone like right but that's different than saying he's in trouble well i i just don't think he's got the same job security that he had with dorsey I, and I and I still think that's crazy after two seasons. Yeah, it, it's hard. <laughs> like I agree with both of you to an extent. It's really like I think he's safe for sure, but I can see another bad year of the new regime being an issue. But I just don't assume it's going to be another bad year. That's kind of where. Yeah, I I tend to agree. But look at someone like Mr. Bisky, who was the first quarterback taken in his draft. His GM and coach had to say, "Yeah, he is our quarterback." After two years, and I assume that he had this. He still ended up with that security still. But I think them coming out and saying that means that he has a prove it year. So you think it meant? So you think it meant the opposite? No, I'm saying he's. They said he is our quarterback one for next season, and I think reading between the lines that means that. He has a job for one season, and then we're going to reevaluate because Mitch Trubisky has not done much for us. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been terrible. He's won them games, but but we're not saying that about Mayfield. That's what me and Sean are trying to say. Like exactly, you're, that, you're that's comparing situations point. that aren't technically comparable. Aren't the same thing. 
The only thing but, you're basing him on is the fact that Mitch Trubisky was taken two and Baker Mayfield was taken one. It's completely different. How how is it completely different though? If well, I, I'm saying that Baker's job security is not there past 2020, if he comes out and he sucks again, which I don't know if that's possible or not, I I'd, I'd still think that's ridiculous as well. Just because yeah. he's on the rookie deal, man. Right. I, I don't think. He's got at least the full four years. And, I wouldn't and, be surprised if they didn't have the fifth-year option. I mean, you're talking Trubisky's three years in the league. Seven touchdowns to seven interceptions. 24 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. 17 to 10. He never threw for over 3,300 yards in a year. Like, I, that in, 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 a, in a situation like that, Mitch Trubisky has never had success. Like, Baker Mayfield just did it last year. He just set the rookie touchdown record last year. Like that, it's crazy to think that one season where he may have regressed, where in in a year where they fired their coach, they fired their their offensive coordinator. Like, Mon- there's no way Monkin's going to come back. Obviously, Kitchens isn't going to come back. Mayfield has already had to play through three different coaching staffs. I yeah, I and Matt, and Matt Nagy has had the same group that for Mitch Mitch Trubisky's entire career. So I agree yeah. with Randy. These situations are completely different. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm just telling you that there's going to be a GM that comes in here and evaluates Baker, and if they think this is not the guy, then they, maybe they'll just draft someone and Baker well, will still win the You can say sprint. that about anybody. You can say that about Jameis Winston. You can say that about any kind of quarterback. You can say, you can say that about any regime anywhere. You could say that, okay. the, that the Redskins are going to say the same thing about Dwayne Haskins when they bring in a yeah, Okay. Like, like, they, yeah, you can say that about any team. I, okay, clearly, yes, but I am telling you that <laughs> that that's what I'm saying. This, like, uh, this guy. <laughs> but that's a very See, broad the, picture to paint. Yeah. See, Sean, this is this is why we screenshot his tweets right here. This this is. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even yeah, a tweet this time. It was a text. No, yeah, I know, but I still have screenshots <laughs> of your tweets about Baker, so that's that's yeah. where I was going. But yeah. well, I don't want my quarterback throwing for twenty touchdowns and twenty interceptions. Yes, yeah, I'll take thirty touchdowns. You want more effing wins. There's no hiding the fact that it was a bad year, but we don't know if it was. I mean, Ryan Lindsley was also a first time quarterback coach, too. I still think that played a role. And, and like you said, Kitchens and Monken looked lost. I, I could have played a role, too. Like, we don't know that. I think it's, it's asinine to say that after two years with a, with a coaching staff that you're now about to clean house with. Like with Mayfield having a bad year with the coaching staff, that they're about to clean house. With. Like none, none of those guys are going to come back. Like to, to say that, like that's that because that's the only thing you're basing on the fact that he could he might not have the job security because you wouldn't have said that after last season. No, because he performed well and then he regressed significantly. I'm I'm just right, saying, man. Yeah, not everybody in the league likes Baker. The coaching staff that they cleaned that they're about to clean house with. Yeah, but then, uh, I mean, how patient are the Haslam's in very? <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to the quarterback, they they with a quarterback that I mean, Deshaun Kaiser got three years. That's facts. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser was traded after his rookie year, was he not? No, he got three years with the team. For but are we, are we sure? Yeah. 
Yeah. Was, I mean, so he was Deshaun Kaiser was drafted in 2017. He played all year. 2018, he was traded. Deshaun Kaiser got one year. Right, but they still they still leaned on him more. I mean, look at Manziel. How how many years was Manziel with the team? Three. Yeah, but he, was, he wasn't really actively right. on the argue, team for most your of argument, Your argument is how patient are the Haslam's when it comes to the quarterback position. Like Mayfield, we, we put all our eggs into the Mayfield basket. There's no way the Haslam's are giving up on him after, two, uh, after three seasons. No. They'll, they'll, mean, wait, they'll wait the entire five years. And I, I mean, yeah, just the true. argument is complete regression is kind of wrong as well. Obviously, there's bad decision-making. With the with the amount of picks, I mean that's just that's bad decision making and it's bad scheming though as well. I I, I can't well, count, his, I can't count the amount of texts we've had together saying why is everyone in the field running thirty yard routes when we can't be in the pocket for more than three seconds. I agree with that, but I mean he only had what a hundred more yards in two more games. I mean I get it that it was a lot of sure, the scheme. He, it was probably Freddie Kitchen. But yeah, the interceptions went up. But I mean, again, he only threw for five less touchdowns. I mean, he still threw for eight thirty eight hundred yards. He's got forty nine touchdowns in two seasons. But dude, he threw for five less touchdowns in two more games. Like that's that. My point is that it, it was pretty significant how much worse he was. And I'm not saying that it wasn't Freddie Kitchens. It was almost one hundred percent guaranteed Freddie Kitchens because Freddie Kitchens fucking sucked. He as was a head also coach. Ta- he was so sacked fifteen more times this year than he was last year. Yeah, and I think that contributed to John Dorsey losing his job because he got rid of one of the biggest strengths of the Browns. Well, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I just know that a lot of people don't like Baker. I mean, you they've got to find a GM that is behind Baker. Who is a lot of people? He's He's talking about a lot of like – Media people as well as well, like social media people. If we bring in they Josh don't like McDaniel. they don't. No, no, no. I'm saying like they. Yeah, yeah. McDaniel's actually really loves him. McDaniel's love. Yeah, I'm more saying. I, I, yeah, he's more saying people don't like his attitude and the way he's carried himself. And nobody, they don't everybody like hates season. everybody hates Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a tool. It's well, and, and before it's, even yes, before he Rodgers. even before he won the Super Bowl, he he was always a tool. Yes. He ran McCarthy Most out of town. Yeah, most well, people hate McCarthy Brady as well because they, he's pretty arrogant. Let's be real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he deserves so, to be this cocky, but he's pretty so, cocky. I mean. Regardless, the media doesn't change decisions when it comes to that about if the media likes or dislikes Baker Mayfield. So I tend to agree, but not with the Haslam's. There's speculation that the Haslam's hired Freddie Kitchens because of fan desire that the fans wanted. You actually believe Freddie that? Kitchens. It's I mean, in Cleveland media. Cleveland media members in, are saying that. And Cleveland yeah, media members like they, are amongst the like, worst of the the. Just like, I agree. Just like the Cleveland media yeah. members said that 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 Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham were running over to other teams saying, "Come get me," and Landry came out and said that never happened. Yeah, it's also the same Cleveland media that takes any interview and takes different parts of the whole interview and cuts it all into a one sentence to make an entire yeah. quote. Tony Cleveland Gross media actually asked. Tony Grossi actually asked Baker Mayfield if, if he was happy that they didn't score a touchdown before halftime. Like, that's I what know, you're dealing with. All right, we need to move on. Yeah. We've talked about Baker Mayfield way too All fucking right, long. Let's get, to the damn, let's get to the damn. I hope he's better next year. 
<laughs> let's take a break. First. If he's better next year, you don't get to say anything. All right, let's it's let's take a break. No, it fair. is fair. Uh, let's take a break and let's get back. Let's get into the mock draft. All right, welcome back to the cut. We're gonna get through our uh, first ever dynasty mock draft. Uh, I'm sure we'll be bringing a couple more of these throughout the draft season. Um, and this is a super flex, super flex league. We're only gonna go through one round, so it's a starting quarterback and um, a super flex, which tends to be a second quarterback start every week. Um, two receivers, two running backs. I'm guessing that's we're just going simple with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just base. Stuff. All right, so Randy, uh, Christian did a randomizer here, and Randy is the first pick. So, Randy, who are you taking? All right, so with a one-on-one, there, for me, there's three options here. There is DeAndre Swift, who's the best running back, clearly. If you really need running backs, maybe trade back for someone that really needs a quarterback, but you pick him. I think Jerry Judy is the safest player in this whole draft just because of the running. But it's super flex. You have to go Joe Burrow after the season. I have plenty of concerns. It's a one-year thing. He has a lot of great weapons around him. It could just be a scheme fit. But he's going to go number one. He's going to have pretty good targets. I, I mean, I I definitely don't hate the Bengals landing spot. And even me, I have four in hard league, four quarterbacks, and I'd still probably take Joe Burrow one-on-one. Well, this, this is the problem I'm running into is especially doing it now. We don't know where these guys are going to go. And obviously there are better situations than worse situations. Like if, yeah. but if somehow the Bengals shock everybody and take Chase Young, number one, and then Burrow goes to the Redskins, like, do you really trust the Redskins versus the Bengals? Possibly. Well, I mean, yeah, they have a couple of young receivers in Washington, I think he'd be. But, but I then think you, you could I almost see. argue that he's not the guaranteed starter. Day one. Like with the Bengals, he absolutely is. But like if he goes to a team like the Redskins, like you could almost argue that he's not the guaranteed starter. Yeah. Well, but if that were to happen, I think the Dolphins, the Dolphins would use their capital to trade up to two to get this Joe is, like This is why I'm going to struggle with this, but I'll give, I'm going to give it my best shot is because especially when it gets to the skill players because they're better – like better situations oh. with running backs and especially receivers. Yeah. Well, that's the thing though. A lot, a lot of dynasty leagues do their rookie draft before the draft. I know mm-hmm. in ours, I'm doing it roughly a week after the actual draft, so you don't have a ton of time to think about it. Really, I still think that's the better way to do it is after the draft because at least you I know what to too. So you at least get some inkling of right. what you like there. But that's what I'm saying. A lot of a lot of leagues do it before the draft. All right, sorry, I digressed a little bit. So Randy went, Randy went, Burrow, uh, Christian, you're on the clock now. Um, all right. So I have a little big board for my dynasty mock draft for our personal one, and I have Tua Tagovailoa sitting right there, but because of the uncertainty around his injury, and like you said, Sean, I because of landing spot and because I don't, I personally don't know if he's going to be healthy for this year and I'm not 100% sold on Tua being great in the NFL yet. Anyway, I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. Um, I think he's probably the safest pick out of anyone in this draft. The dude is incredible at route running. So he's going to be 
similar to Julio um, in terms of rookie production, or I, I think that it could be similar to Calvin Ridley, Julio's teammate, um, in that they're just both really good route runners and they're going to get open no matter where they go. doesn't matter if they have uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick thrown to them or Sam Darnold. Like, Jerry Judy's going to be a stud this year. Yeah, easy. That makes my pick a lot easier because regardless of the uncertainty, I think that Tua is the clear pick here, especially falling at three in a super flex league where you're starting two quarterbacks. Um, if if he goes, he may start the year hurt. I know he's not going to proceed, uh, participate in workouts, but I'm looking at more of a long-term scope. And I just think of the quarterbacks here, um, I know I'm I'm a, I'm a Joe Burrow fan because he's a, he's an Ohio State grad, um, but Tua I think is going to have the best career out of any of these guys. So I think it's I can't pass up Tua at this spot. And also, if we were recording this after tomorrow at noon, Tua might not even be on the board because <laughs> I think he's going back to school. But I that's another try. conversation. I think because Rugs and Judy both declared, I think he will too. Well, we'll find out at like noon tomorrow, I believe. So, is, yeah. that the, is that the deadline? Well, no, no, no the deadline's the 20th. I believe he just has he, a press he just say he's going to end? Oh, okay. Yeah. Saving well, with him, though. Yeah, so. Well, then again, <laughs> yeah. we thought the, thought the same thing uh, for Ohio State a couple of years ago, and that did not go well for the NFL yeah. and for him. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Oh. <laughs> uh, but... I think you kind of make my decision easy here, Sean. I don't disagree that two is a pick there, especially in Superflex. If you need a quarterback, why not get a guy who four months ago was arguably the best before he was hurt and everything? I, I think that's easy. So it does make me have to choose, in my opinion, between Swift and C.D. Lamb. And because you have to cycle running backs a lot faster, it's got to be Swift for me. Yeah, he's, yep, he's the yep, best yep. running back in this draft. Easy landing spot can be huge for all of these guys. Uh, the right landing spot, Dobbins can easily be the best one. Even Cam Akers in a certain scenario, maybe with the Chiefs or ETN with his limited touch rule, maybe. But I think Swift is a locked and loaded three down guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely agree to a team like the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not God. my dynasty team. My team will <laughs> <Right>. be shot. <laughs> oh, God. That would suck. All right. Um, you already mentioned him. I know that scooping up running backs is probably smarter at this stage, but I think that CD Lamb is right there with Jerry Judy. Um I have them 1A and 1B, not 1 and 2, because I think CD is electric. I think if you had to comp him to anyone, I, I think it'd be Odell. Um, the dude makes fantastic plays. He's he's great after the catch. I think landing spot definitely matters a little more with him than it does Judy, but I think CD Lamb's going to have a really good rookie year as well. Uh, he should. <laughs> It's it's going to be a big landing spot thing for sure. But, I mean, just superior route running and ability to break away easier from the corner, it's easy Judy one for me. Mm-hmm. That's the, But, the, I mean, they're, they're close in every other aspect. It's just Judy's more pro-ready. Yeah. I also tend to look at who they had throwing to them for most of the season. And CD had 
Jalen Hurts, who, while he may be a decent quarterback, he wasn't the best thrower. Um, he did shock people this year, but if CD had Tua, I think it may be flipped right now. I don't. <laughs> give, me, give me Henry Ruggs at 1-6, and I'm laughing all the way to the bank. All right. Okay. You like Ruggs this year, Sean? Oh, yeah. Rug, I think Ruggs could end. I mean, I think him and Judy. I, I think Ruggs is higher personally than um, CeeDee Lamb because I don't think CeeDee Lamb is, has the ability to separate as much as Ruggs does. I mean, Ruggs has – he's outstanding as a route runner. I think that's the main thing for him. Um, and I think him and, him and Judy were 1A and 1B this year, but – um, especially pairing pairing the two. I like pairing the two. I know it means nothing, but taking the two guys from Alabama on one of the best offenses in the country before Tua got hurt. I think I think Ruggs has the. I I, I kind of look at him more of like a um, Michael Thomas of he he's not getting all of the hype, but he could end up having just crazy seasons just based on his, the ceiling that he has. Yeah, he, I, I can see that there. And, and landing spot's going to be huge for him. I personally, just a biased opinion here, I hope that's a Raider landing spot. I think him in Las Vegas would be amazing, but we'll see. <laughs> but, all right, well, moving on, I oh, that's a lot of receivers off the board, and I did say that Dobbins could be the best running back in this class, so it's Dobbins for me here. Shit. And, and fuck Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dobbins is amazing um i know in the last couple of weeks randy has had to convince me of how amazing jk is and then i just started watching some more games i don't watch a lot of ohio state football uh sue me but jk is just amazing i think he's better than zeke when zeke was coming out of college um i don't necessarily know that he'll translate as well to the nfl but he's a three down guy he showed he can catch the ball this year um, yeah. that makes my decision really hard. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to look at this as it doesn't really matter to my personal team. For example, I've taken two receivers already. Um, I'm just going to pick, go ahead. I will say this draft, a lot of people have spent a lot of capital to get multiple first-round picks. So this is a lot of same situations for a lot of people. I know I have two first-rounders, and uh, if I can get Dobbins at seven, I'm going to be super happy. I'm not going to lie. Let it happen. Let him fall, baby. I know who you want. So the next running back for me is actually Chuba Hubbard. Um, I think he's going back to school. Uh, he tweeted out a picture of a flag yesterday. Uh, I, it all signs oh, yeah, point to yeah, him. It's a, done, it's a done deal. Yeah, if if he tweeted a picture of a flag. <laughs> well, so his teammates that were also returning tweeted out the Canadian flag. I don't know the significance. I don't follow Oklahoma State it's because, football. It's because Chuba Hubbard, Hubbard is Canadian. That's the reason he probably yeah. tweeted out the flag is because he's Uh-oh. from I, I will say, me and Christian have talked about this. Chuba Hubbard will easily be the best back in next year's draft and mm-hmm. most likely to go round one or very early round two. Where I, I think he's going to leave. 
I I personally think he does. I don't think he should, but he also may fall even in the third round this year. So that could be a two round difference for him. That's I'm just trying to say. He yeah. if he doesn't come out, I definitely understand. But regardless, I, I see why you like him. Yeah. So if Chuba Hubbard were to declare or would have already declared, I would have picked him here. But I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor. Um, Jonathan Taylor is really weird to me because he showed that he can kind of catch the ball this year, but he still kind of sucks at it. And in the NFL, like you've got one one back probably across the entire NFL, and that's Derrick Henry. Granted, Jonathan Taylor could be as productive as Derrick Henry um, because the dude is just a mammoth. He just runs over everyone. He'll drag piles with him, and he's fast, and he hits holes. I think he'll be productive in the NFL. I just worry about he's not a three-down back. He's not going to be the third-down guy no matter where he goes. He's got to be paired with someone like uh, Deion Lewis, for example, um, for that running back tandem to be good. So, but I'll take him. Yeah, a, a Charger second round pick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be crazy. All right, Sean, um, who you taking? I think you took Sean's guy. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> Give me Travis Etienne. Etienne, whatever. Is it? it I I've literally heard it pronounced seven different ways. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying Etienne. Etienne. I'm, I'm saying his name wrong out of spite. <laughs> well, what, why do you like him? OSU guy, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, he showed against Ohio State what he can do. Like, he's probably the best pass catching running back in this class. I, he's, he's much like I watched J.K. Dobbins play for three years at Ohio State. Etienne is much, a much better receiving back than Dobbins is. And I would, I, I would agree not, with you at the top of the draft. But there are guys later that are better pass catchers that just don't run the ball as well and won't and, be drafted. And, and that's fine because I think a teenage does run the ball well too. I think he's going to be a three-down guy because of the pass catching ability that guys like Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins don't necessarily have. I I think there's no way he's a three-down guy, which is the only reason I'm scared off of him. He he just doesn't he doesn't get that much work. It's not his game. He's kind of like. I mean, it's kind of comparison to Camara in a sense, like workload-wise, where twenty touches is probably the the top. And that, but I mean, it's not like Camara is not yeah. a top five guy most years. I mean, he had a rough year. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Alvin. Exactly, and Alvin Camara is a top top four running back. And if I can get that in the back end of the first round, I'll take it all day long. Yeah, yeah. Fair. I that is literally the only reason I would have him fall this far, it's just because I don't think he's a three down guy. But it, talent wise, I mean, you're picking any of these guys here, you're happy. And speaking of, uh, <laughs> I I'm gonna oof. See, this is tough for me here. I am. I'm gonna go T Higgins. Touchdown upside kind of guy. Um, this is this is close between Chuba and him, and I guess another quarterback. I'm not quite sure who personally I would take there. That's definitely going to be a landing spot thing. Um, but the yeah, third guy, I, it has to be Herbert. I I would nope. say so, 
But if, if Love gets a great landing spot, I definitely could see that. I, I mean, Jordan Love, they they both have really good traits, and Eason. I'm going to pretend like I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Utah State quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> Utah. One of those there's, schools. Somewhere there's in Utah. A, there's a lot of good talent that I just don't know if they can actually be a starter successfully in this level at like once you get past these two the top two quarterbacks like they all have a shot just based on intangibles but it's going to be a lot of good coaching and talent around them yeah um that might lead into my next pick so <laughs> i'm going to run over a couple guys that i'm debating um i have Justin Jefferson here i know Randy doesn't like Jefferson as much i think he is just behind Judy in terms of route running. The dude is shifty. He's big. He's physical. And I think the landing spot is going to be the Eagles um, based on how my mock drafts that I've – I'm way premature on my mock drafts. You think? (laughs) How they've shaken out so far. Um, LaVisca Chenault, um, he is a dynamic playmaker – they used him in the Wildcat. Um, he's fast. He's a good route runner. He doesn't have the production that Justin Jefferson had, but he also didn't have Joe Burrow thrown to him. Um, and Cole Komet is a guy that Randy and I love. Um, but I don't want to take it. So that's the tight end on another Dame. He looks like Gronk. He looks like young Jason Witten, actually, to me. Um, except maybe a better route runner already. I'm not taking a tight end right here. I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Uh, So I will take Jordan Love. Out of all those guys, um, Jordan Love is my quarterback three. And I know that people in the draft world are going to have Justin Herbert as their quarterback three in most scenarios because he's a seven foot 11 and yeah, that's, has, that's the real number. <laughs> I, I don't know how tall he is. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but, I mean, he's got a big arm. When I watch him play, he's athletic. I mean, it, in his bowl game, he ran for, what, two or three touchdowns? Three. Three, yeah. I don't like him as a quarterback in the NFL. I just don't. I think Jordan Love has the accuracy that will make him successful. I think Jordan Love could be a starter in his rookie year. Um, and I think he'll probably go in the first round, if not the second. And I'll take my shot with Jordan Love because you guys ate up the quarterbacks. So, <laughs> I mean, there's my spiel. At some point in this draft process, one of Love, Eason, or Herbert is going to stand out amongst that pack. I mean, it's just going to happen. And if they do enough of a job, they may even have teams like the Dolphins considering them over Tua. I mean, they, they have a great opportunity here to make a lot more money. Yeah, and you know how much I love Eason as well. Um, I did go <clears> back <throat> and watch a little more tape, and I, I just like love more. So only thing I got to say to that is Fromm already beat him out once. From also <laughs> beat out Justin Fields. Come on now. Yeah, well, that's just bad. <laughs> exactly. All right, Sean, who's your last pick? Last pick of the draft. I'm going to go out on a limb. I mean, because why the hell not? I mean, this is 
for fake stuff anyway. Um, I He's been a guy that I've kind of watched the entire year um, in the Big Ten. Um, I think he's probably not going to be a day one draft pick. He might not even be day two, but I'm going to go out on a limb just because of the pure talent level that I think he has. Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> Big Tyler Johnson guy. 205. He had 2,200 yards and 23 touchdowns this year for Minnesota with scrubs throwing to him and quarterback. I think just physically he's a freak. Um, and I, I can see him ended and to end up being one of the top five receivers in this class. Let me let me talk on it first, Randy. Oh, hold <laughs> so, on. I do, I do want to say I appreciate that he said he's probably going to be a day three guy, which is not what you're going to say. No, I'm not. So I, <laughs> I think he has first-round talent. I don't think he'll be drafted in the first round. I have him above Shaynault, who I just talked about. I love Tyler Johnson. I think he's – so if Jerry Judy is the number one route runner – Justin Jefferson's two and two A, I guess, because Tyler Johnson's two B. He just gets open and he catches the ball. He has great hands. He balled out in their bowl game. I think he's going to test well. I think he's going to shoot up boards a little bit. Um, I don't think he'll shoot up dynasty uh, mock drafts or in dynasty drafts, um, depending on landing spot. Um, but I love Tyler Johnson. Great pick, Sean. Big fan. There is a lot of overhype on Johnson and Jefferson right now just by, based on recency. I do think they both could be key contributors at the next level. I'm just saying let's t- those two need to be toned down a bit because they were also, near this level three weeks ago. I'm not necessarily saying he, that Tyler Johnson is the best thing since sliced bread. I just, I want, no, I'm taking yeah. a shot. I would want to take him here because I don't want him to go in the second round in a dynasty mod draft, which I think he does go. So yeah. I, I would want to, I would maybe be reaching a little bit, but I'd, I want to reach for him on the potential that he could be a day two, day three guy that just goes nuts. Well, So he has the mold of a Terry McLaurin as someone who has a lot of college experience. Yeah. Randy and how would Terry McLaurin have looked in a first round mock draft, buddy? Right now. Pretty good. Year, <laughs> yeah, I still would have taken him probably about this. I probably would have done the same thing he did if I'm yeah. completely honest. Yeah, <laughs> take him right at twelve. So another thing with with Tyler Johnson is there were people at the beginning of the season saying, "Watch this wide receiver group." You and I was following. I was following some like just some dynasty articles, the, like in November, and Tyler Johnson was like top eight. Yeah, that's a little bit of overhype. <laughs> I, I will agree with that. I, but I, I think he has yeah, I think he has potential to be really good and if nothing else for a couple of years before people get tape on him. Yeah. <laughs> I and I also will say I have not watched near as much tape as Christian has on Tyler Johnson. So no, Randy, nobody on God's green earth has spent time that, watching as much tape as Christian has. That's obviously not true, but <laughs> Well, because that's people's jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've watched quite. I've scouted ninety some prospects now. What um, do you do at work? That... Listen, man, my <laughs> boss was gone for a week. Don't tell him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I did for the majority of this week. Uh, 
I mean, yeah. I've watched two games of basically every single one of those people, except for Cole Komet. I watched like 20 snaps and said, this guy's God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't blame you. He might not even, he might not even be the best pass catcher to come out of Notre Dame. I think Claypool is going to be a stud also. I, I, I really nice like Komet. I'm not going to lie. Dude, right, let's wrap up. <laughs> yeah. We've already got. I, I will say, I am kind of shocked that there isn't four QBs here. Yeah, me too. Well, it's because the the other guys aren't the other guys aren't worth it. Yeah, I don't think versus I, these skill players. Yeah, I I agree, and, and like, this, it, everything's a team need thing too. So like it's possible Justin got, Herbert goes to the Chargers and they bring Philip Rivers back or Herbert might, or, or they sign a guy like Fitzpatrick and Herbert's still not the guy going into yeah. next year. True. Yeah. So, all right, that'll do it. Um, so as always take, keep an eye on our website, www.officialcuppod.wordpress.com. Uh, we'll be posting some articles throughout the remaining bits of the playoffs and the off season. Um, probably a lot more dynasty stuff as we get into it um obviously subscribe to us we will be coming at you probably just one episode a week um so our next one should be releasing uh next monday or tuesday um other than that i don't have anything else i want to go eat dinner Jeez, you have an i told you that oh i i literally did not see that <laughs> Shows when I took it. Literally, the reason I said we had to do it in the pocket. <laughs> oh, we we decided we decided that last week. I, yeah. You know how many texts Christian sent about dynasty trade since then? I, I you know how many text, you know how many texts I ignored in the group message since then? Well, if it's a weekend, we just expect it at this point. Well, yeah, because I didn't have to talk to you guys on the weekend. I talked to you guys enough during the week. All I, t- all I talk to is Christian. So. Uh, <laughs> you do have no friends. Yeah. Well, we I, kid I, because I feel we like love. that's clearly not true. <laughs> we, we kid because we love. Get all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> all right. For Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Uh, have fun with the playoff games. Divisional round coming up. We gone. <laughs>